together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every... Wake your punk ass up! This Chris Brown, I've officially joined the Breakfast Club. Say something, mother... I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show. Breakfast Club, bitches! your time to get it off your chest whether you're mad or blessed so, so you better have the same energy we want to hear from you on the breakfast club hello who's this it's al man al what's up man get it off your chest bro uh i just want to let y'all know i'm very blessed first off i'm blessed because uh, i'm alive to see another day and i got a job secondly uh my son turned 16 years old today and he's a straight a student man can't get much better than that congrats man enjoy your son man gonna get big so fast so man spend a lot of time with him Yes, Hello, who's this? Yo, great morning, Breakfast Club. SV, Charlamagne, Angie. This is your boy, JT, from South Florida. Just wanted to check up and check in on you guys because I'm up, blessed. What up, JT? JT, what's up? Get it off your chest. Hey, man, I'm so blessed. I remember a few weeks ago, I called you guys that you know I was a few pounds from my goals. You guys say that it would be a little challenging, and which it was. But today, so I've lost a total of 37 pounds and counting. Nice. Just wanted to share the great news and I'm, share, I'm, Charlotte. What's huh? up? How much you weigh now? I'm, I'm at 224 and counting. My brother, congratulations, Yeah, congratulations, man. bro. It's not easy, but the hard work will pay off. Do you feel like less of a fat ass? <laughs> of course, man, for sure, man. But definitely thank you guys for everything. Listen to you guys every morning. Have a great day. And right, I can't bro. wait. I can't wait till you can look down and fully see your penis without a stomach obstructing your view. Hello? Hello. Hey, tell us why you mad, bro. I'm mad because I, get, I had uh, some extra Jay-Z tickets. I gave them to my ex-wife to take my son. And uh, I was able to get somebody to work for me. I go to the show to spend time with my son and her, her jerk boyfriend is there. So she I took her boyfriend? Instead of, her, instead of your son? Oh, nah, my son was there, but oh. her boyfriend was there too, and I don't like it. So what's the problem? Oh, yeah, ain't no problem then. I thought she I thought she just took the boyfriend and not your son. Yeah, but I don't like him. So I had to, you know, I got into a woman. I had to slap him. Did you feel oh dumb? Did gosh. you feel dumb when Jay-Z started doing songs off 444? A little bit. <laughs> yeah, because you done lost the good thing. Yeah. You went Eric Benet. Nah, I ain't go that far. You sure? I'm positive. Okay. Y'all Have right, a blessed bro. day, sir. All right, man. Did he press charges, though? Did he call you Bay? Nah, he called somebody Bay. Get it off your chest. 800 <laughs> If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So, so you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Charlemagne. This is Charlemagne, but it's also DJ. <laughs> 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 Yo, what's up, man? I've been getting a lot of love out here, man. And now you're getting all the I reap what I sow. Every day. So how are you, baby? How can we help you this morning? I want to tell you where I'm at. Okay. I've been dating this guy for like mad months, right? Oh, boy. And so he's driving my car, everything. I have to end up putting a tracking device in my car just to see what it was at. All right, so no cursing. You put a tracking device on your own car? Yes. I had to. And so he's driving my car, living at my house, around my kids, everything. So terrible. meanwhile, he got a crazy baby mother. And this bitch 
Qua DCS on me. She qua my um, my landlord. Everything. So the whole relationship. All right, listen. Does. I need you to and calm you said, down okay. and get to the point. Tell me what you want. Right. What you yeah. want. So that's why I'm mad because she's back living with everything. Okay, well, that's you need cool. to cut him off. That shouldn't be your boyfriend no more. He cut her off, it sounds like. Yeah, it sounds like he cut no, you I off already. DJ Embry, no, I kicked him out because he thought it was cool to be riding around with Abby all day. Well, well, I think you kind of knew what he was doing. That's why you put the tracking device in there, right? Yep. Yeah, but First yeah, all, I kind of did. I seen it coming because she was pregnant. But then listen. she ended up rolling over her baby and killing it. Listen, so, what? what? Oh, my God. Okay. What the hell? Yeah. Definitely, I'm glad that you cut this guy out your life. But always remember one thing. Uh, don't yes. let a guy get comfortable around you. What did Queen Cardi B say? You quick to cut out an eager off, so don't get comfortable, yeah. right? Yep, I'm not comfortable. He's not comfortable either. All right. Yeah. I love you guys. We, we love you too, boo. As soon as you got to put tracking devices on somebody's car or your own car that you're letting your man drive, it's probably time to end yeah, the relationship. How about, how about, I know. That's real sad, right? That's, that's so sad. Yeah. Just stop letting like, him drive the car. I have every move. Yeah, yeah, just stop letting him drive the car. It's that's your car. That's the best Yeah, I stop letting him drive the car with the tracking device in it. If you want to oh, cheat on you, make him catch the bus. How old are you, mama? <laughs> it's DJ NBA. It's Charlie May the guy. Yes, ma'am. Have a nice day. Have a, have a good one. <laughs> it doesn't even matter how old she is. Oh, my okay. goodness. Okay. All right. Jesus Christ. He's a mess. Yeah. Old enough oh to have a car. Yeah, old I guess enough so. to have an opinion. Hey, get it off your <laughs> chest. 800-585-1051. It's a breakfast club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Perfect Miss, day to have her here, too. That's right. Miss Angela Rye. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. What's going on? Oh, my God. There's so much going on. So, um, first of all, I think it's important for people to know as much as um, Donald Trump promised during the election, he's not been able to accomplish that much on his agenda. Um, one of the things that he's now pushing is tax reform. And the reason why they are, like, all guns blazing, really trying to get this done is because um, there's a special election happening in Alabama, and now that looks pretty mm -hmm. sketchy. Mm -hmm. um, we can get into that a little bit more later, but tax reform, they really, really want it done within the first couple of weeks in December. Here's the big problem. Mm -hmm. This tax reform plan for us does nothing. Um, and, and by us, I mean folks who are middle class, rising middle class, um, or folks who aren't necessarily in the high millions, right? So what does it mean? How much money, though? What's like? Uh... So they're only tax cuts, for the most part, for millionaires and billionaires, and they are pushing um, a reform in this bill that would cut another piece, another critical piece. <laughs> what? Why are you looking at it like that? With I know I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with his face. No, I'm saying you cut, so they're cutting taxes for people who make... Hold on. Who make so high millions. Here's the point that you need to know. Oh, you excited oh, he's about trying, that? No, he's, no, trying to, I'm just he's trying to say he makes in the high million. Oh, yeah, he's trying I'm to tell you he's rich. No, he I'm thinks not. He's I'm getting listening. A tax break. Oh, I am okay. listening. I'm not saying anything. Anyway, I don't know if Chewy would even make this cut. So <laughs> here's the point. They are now going after um, the Obamacare uh, mandate, right, mm -hmm. which would um, give them what they call a pay-for. It's a pay-as-you-go plan. It was a law that was passed some time ago to ensure that for everything that the government has to pay for, something else gets cut. It's a mm -hmm. way to ensure that the deficit mm -hmm. doesn't increase substantially over time. I know that's very in the weeds, but to to get rid of the mandate, right, helps Trump yet again undo some part of President Obama's legacy. Gotcha. That particular part is the linchpin to Obamacare and is the thing that allows it to thrive. If people are not forced or mandated in some way to purchase health care plans, 
That means the sickest of Americans mm -hmm. are holding up the system, and that means for sure their premiums will rise. Right. So here, yet again, they're supposed to be just working on tax reform, mm -hmm. still going after Obamacare. And they right. haven't learned Somehow. that it's always an epic fail. I saw there's also going to be issues for people who are buying homes, for first-time home buyers. Yeah. As well. And uh, being able to afford your mortgages and taxes and on that also. Absolutely. And one other thing uh, that the Republicans are doing is they're like, how would you like it if you could just do your tax returns on a simple postcard and send it back in? There's so It's so much more to, than that, right? Mm -hmm. I think a number of people, um, even they, although they don't or we don't like the process, there are deductions, right, that are in play to ensure that we make some of the money back that we pay the government. And when... All of that's gone because you wanted to simplify the process so that rich people could get the deductions. I think that people wouldn't look at that. Look yeah, it's, that it's weird because I would think if you're rich and, you know, you get tax cuts and you know it's helping the middle class, you know it's helping the poor, why wouldn't you be for that? Uh, have you ever heard of greed? That's very true. Yeah. So I think it's just that simple. Like, people often look out for themselves, and I think even at the cost of people that they know are struggling far more than them. Now, so you're what's the about start, though? What's the start for the tax cuts, though? Like, how much you got to make a year? Why, why are you so... <laughs> I'm just he, asking questions. I just want to know. You look it up. Okay. But I, I, what I do know right now is that um, based on where they are, mm -hmm. it's high millions. Like, this is the top 1% in the country. Oh, so like the billionaires. Yeah, yeah. it's 100 mostly, millionaires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Billionaires. Now, you were talking about the you elections right coming up. Yes, I am. <laughs> Fine. And <laughs> Alabama in yes. particular. How dare they? Let's, let's, definitely, let's definitely talk about that. One thing, too, though, is Jeff Sessions um, just testified on Capitol Hill on Tuesday to go... Uh, correct his story yet again for the third time mm -hmm. about his involvement with Russia and how much he knew during the election. So we can impeach him now. <laughs> Hold on. Not okay. so fast. Sorry. But Jeff Sessions um, had to go back to the Hill and say, oh, you know what? On second thought, I do remember having this meeting with this George Papadopoulos guy. Of course, he's the one who was indicted and then has given um, uh, a number, a lot of information to help them kind of uncover what's really happening. It's definitely not Webster's daddy. That would be fake news. <laughs> um, but Jeff Sessions also met twice with um, Kislyak, who is a Russian ambassador. He met with him during the RNC, the Republican National Convention, and mm -hmm. also in his Senate office. Mm -hmm. And he forgot about both of those during his so confirmation he didn't lie, he just forgot. He just Allegedly, forgot. Yeah, yeah. He said a number of times, like, oh, you know, I don't recall. But it's so interesting how he recalled everything, particularly mm -hmm. that he didn't um, encourage this meeting with George Papadopoulos and the Russians. Mm -hmm. um, so well, just to play white devil's advocate, he sure, is 100 like years old. That. Um, he's not 100 years old, even though he looks like it. And <laughs> he remembered everything else. Um, remember but because everything. Jeff Sessions did vacate, um, Angela, to your point about this special election, because he did vacate this Senate seat in Alabama, there's a special election that is slated to take place on December 12th. Okay. And that is between two candidates. It's Roy Moore, who is the Republican, and Doug Jones, who's a Democrat. Doug Jones is the same Democrat who prosecuted two former Klansmen for their role in the bombing of and the, at the church um, in Alabama of the four little girls. Wow. So for us, like we just said, right, we said, wow, he's a hero to us. Yeah. Right. To them, they're like, well, damn it. Like, they don't, this is like, it's like a stain on his record yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. in addition to being a Democrat. And Roy is. Moore is the one who's banned from the mall for soliciting I was uh, getting ready girls. to go there. And <laughs> so Roy Moore, though, they really like. This is someone who they say, well, he's been like that, you know, as long as they've known him as an adult. He's mm -hmm. always gone after young women. In Alabama, the age of consent is 16, and there are some states, there are 31 states that have that as the age of consent, but it normally is for a year, year and a half, somebody that's a year and a year and a half older than you. 16 is the age of consent period in Alabama. Mm. And Roy Moore took full advantage of that, including 
uh, an incident with a 14-year-old girl. Oh so basically, if R. Kelly was a politician, he'd in be Alabama, Ro- yeah, he'd be Roy Moore. And uh, yeah, maybe I don't know if Roy Moore's peed on anyone, but no, what allegedly, we allegedly, well, I guess we've seen it. We don't know. I mean, we I don't know. I so, saw the tape. Oh, allegedly, allegedly. Okay. So are we any closer to impeaching? Oh, hold on one second though. Roy refuses to drop out though. Yes. Okay. So out, this, no. I'm glad you said that. Mm-hmm. Here's the crazy thing. Mm-hmm. He was at um, a revival. On Tuesday night in Alabama, where, which, let me tell you, as a political strategist, that's brilliant because um, 35% of Alabamans are evangelicals, right? 40% um, of evangelicals recently polled said that since the accusations, the sexual harassment, the sexual misconduct allegations, they're more likely to vote for this dude. Why though? Well, I don't know, but this is that's the part crazy. that's crazy to me. So whoever's working on his campaign is smart enough to say, let's send him to the church. He's talking about, you know, he used his uh, second Chronicles where he's talking about if you turn from your wicked way. So I'm like, maybe it's like a form of redemption. But in this same speech at this revival, (laughs) he's like, you know, um, they're coming after me, the media. We need to send God to the Capitol. Now, I'm hoping he doesn't think that he's like God embodied or whatever. Oh, so God. We need to send God, meaning me. But but the the idea of being redeemed in front of this crowd was like, it was astonishing to me. Like, it was smart tactics because maybe he's in some way kind of asking for forgiveness. But the fact that so many of their voters are evangelicals and so many more of them were willing to vote for him after the accusations, I think it speaks volumes about where they are. All right, we got more with Angela Rye when we come back. The Breakfast Club, good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Angela Rye in the building. Are we any closer? So I don't know. What I'll tell you is, <laughs> what I'll tell you is, they have um, introduced more impeachment articles. Democrats in the House. Um, I think that if there is any there, there with the Mueller investigation on Russia, and there is some way that Donald Trump is implicated, yes, we're closer. Okay. But you still have to rely on Republicans who like the power. They are in control of the executive branch. They're right. in control of the House of Representatives. They're in control of the Senate. They have to want that power so much that they're willing to turn a blind eye to what is right. Mm -hmm. And so far, we've seen them do that. I mean, to the extent that with this same tax bill, Medicaid would get cut. Who cuts health care for poor people? Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's just like, I don't really know where their values are. And I don't know that they know where their values are. Well, people who want poor people dead will cut health care for poor people. No, yeah. or don't care. Or people who don't care because it doesn't apply to them. Doesn't That's affect right. them, right. What do you think about how in Congress there's people that are serving in Congress who actually have been uh, settling cases of sexual harassment mm-hmm. and sexual assault, and that information is not disclosed, but they're still able to keep their jobs and pay these settlements out of taxpayer dollars? Well, I mean, there are a number of issues with this. Um, Congresswoman Jackie um, Spire just testified before the House Administration Committee on this very issue on Monday, and... Um, it's frustrating, but what I think is more maddening is that we treat uh, politicians with sexual harassment allegations any different than we would industry-wide. Right. Like, we know we've seen it now in Hollywood. It mm-hmm. happens in every single industry. Has it so, ever happened to you? No. Not at all. Never. Can and, you imagine it? No. And you think <laughs> Angela Rye <laughs> would be quiet about that? Are you, you, know, you think people, Angela Rye would be quiet about no, that? Maybe well, right. what, I, what I will say to you, um, and maybe this would surprise you, is there have been members of Congress who've been very inappropriate, like they've said inappropriate things, but I've chin-checked it. Um, and I and I didn't report it because to me it's just like if you're if you're used to using your power, whether you're mm-hmm. a corporate executive where that's happened to, or you're um, you know in a position of, of and it's never been one of my supervisors, thank mm-hmm. God, but somebody who thinks 
that their power gives them the right to say whatever they want. Even if it's a dude while you're walking down the street and they think they own the block. Right. Like, you just have to chin check it. And thankfully, I do, I'm grateful that I have the courage to do that, right. whatever area, whatever that's, it is. That's why so, men have, so many men have normalized it, though, because they have had no consequences for it. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. that's true. But and there's it, also a lot of women who have come forward and nothing's happened. Or yeah, they've they're been not blackballed. Or, yeah, that happens a lot, too, when women do come forward with their stories. Yeah. And I think that's a part of it. I think... Um, if there, if I'm guilty of anything on the hill, I think that it's, no, it's been normalized to the point where you're like, oh, we just know who the dirty old right. men are. Like, you're stay like, just away get from out of so here, and get so. away from me. Stay away from so and so. Right. Don't talk to so and so. Ask so and so about his wife, and so he know. Like, mm -hmm. there are just, but I think that we do that in every single space. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's unique to the hill. We oh talk, no, absolutely. You know, so I don't, I don't really know. And, and then I think the other thing that's really resonated with me since a lot of these sexual harassment stories started coming out, both on the Hollywood side and this side. Um, this side, meaning the political side, is my story's not big enough, right? Like, you just said something to me, that's nothing to really report. That, like, stuff happens every day that's worse. And maybe that is me being just as guilty as them by not saying something, because it is just like, oh, it's just verbal. I just slapped him back. It's good. It's true. It's funny you said that, because I was having that conversation with somebody this week, because I think Eddie Hung came out with a story where mm -hmm. he said he was at a camp or something, and a guy pulled his penis out in front of him. Mm -hmm. And they wrote this whole op-ed on it. And I'm like, you, you're kind of like, eh, I mean, it's bad, but it's not as bad as everything else we're hearing. Yeah. So you have to, did you really need a whole op-ed? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know the answer to that. What I can tell you is, um, I think, like, from a biblical standpoint, like, we talk about categorizing sin, and it's not like there's True. no worse sin. Um, but I, I, honestly, I feel like there are some stories that are far worse, and those people do need that platform to be able to tell that. One, so that they can be emotionally set free. And two, I think... Because people need to know that these things happen. I mean, I think we all know mm -hmm. that men say inappropriate... Women say inappropriate things to right. men, too. I think that we shouldn't make it um, so that it's just men who are the sexual harassers. Women do it, too. Um, it's just not as prevalent, I think. Now, we're talking to Angela yeah. right now. Donald Trump was in China. Yes. And he saved uh, <laughs> He saved these three young black boys. That Allegedly. Were we don't know if he saved them. He made a call. But what, what did you think about that? Why do you think he did? Because I've I, I seen that as odd for the, the president to help anybody, truthfully. I think he needs a PR fix right now. Mm -hmm. um, also, while he was overseas, he tweeted about um, Kim Jong-un being, being fat, short and fat, mm -hmm. like on Twitter. So it's like for every positive thing that he could receive positive mm -hmm. press on, he does something dumb or distracting. Right. Um, and I just, I'd start to wonder, like, if it's on purpose mm -hmm. or if he really can't help himself. And I'm certainly leaning towards the latter. So if Donald Trump calls us today and says he wants to donate a million dollars. You know dollars he is not calling you. <laughs> it's not going to happen. gathering for justice. But if he did. Do we take the money? Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, you take the take money. Take from the rich and give to the poor. Yes. You take the money. But he's not calling you. No. He ain't checking for you. No, he's nope. not. Mm -hmm. And he probably, he might not have a million dollars. Donald Trump has been embellishing how much he's worth for a long time. You don't think Trump got a million? Yeah, he probably he got a million. Yeah, he got a million. But I was just making a joke. Why don't you tweet him and ask him? No. Now, why do he you think... He might be blocked. Are you blocked? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Why do you think it's important to 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 empower these organizations like the Gathering for Justice? Because you said you've been donating to them for yeah. a while. Well, um... I think this goes into um, something that we started, or we didn't really start it, but I think we really amplified it um, starting last year after the election, mm -hmm. which was this buy black, give black, mm -hmm. bank black, um, three-pillared campaign. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's the give black portion 
um, black folks are some of the most philanthropic people in the world. Mm -hmm. But just more often than not, our our donations are going to our churches every Sunday. And that's not bad mm -hmm. um, for you to auto-debit from your bank account to give your ties to your church. However, <laughs> um, I think that we need to have a more robust strategy in our giving. Um, again, whether we're talking about national organizations like the Gathering for Justice um, and Know Your Rights uh, camp, there are so many organizations in our communities doing hard work every day, whether it's stopping gun violence or addressing teenage pregnancy or working um, on educational systems that we know are not equal. They're doing that work every day. And they could use the extra hands for volunteerism. They could use the extra donations to ensure that they can keep their doors open, hire more staff, have more supplies. We have to start believing um, and actually internalizing that we help ourselves better than anyone else can all right. help us. We all we need. All right. Well, there you have it. It's Miss Angela Rye. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. PJNV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Queen Erica Badu. Erica Badu. How Welcome are you, back. Queen? I'm exquisite. Good morning. Exquisite? Yes, I am. Now, now Good you, morning. You're hosting the Soul Train Awards again. Now, we, we, we all know you do what you want to do. You move how you want to move. Correct. What is it about the Soul Train Awards that keeps bringing you back? The opportunity to to write and to uh, produce and to explore other parts of my art mm. that I haven't had a chance to do on any other stage. Mm. Well, you have so many different, I don't want to say jobs, so many different things that you do from the music to DJing to writing and producing. What do you enjoy the most? I don't know. I mean, I just, they all come from from the same place up out of the same need to just get all of this stuff out. Mm -hmm. You know, they come from the same place. So I enjoy just the process of seeing it come into fruition. Like the idea actually come into, make, turn into something. So television is like a, a, a new platform you want to start exploring, like to get messaging out, I guess? Messaging? What yeah. Because you, you always have messages in your music. I do, but it don't be on purpose all the time. Mm. It just happens sometimes. Gotcha. Yeah, but if if there's a message there, then cool. You know, a lot of times I listen to stuff back and I'll hear something that's a message to me, like, oh, that's right. makes sense. I was watching uh, Tiffany Haddish on her Instagram live, and she said y'all supposed to do something for SNL, but it didn't happen. Or? She was talking about I was helping her write a, a little piece for it. Oh, okay. But yeah, that one didn't make it. But. It was too dirty or something. I don't know. It might have been. I don't know, but it was too. But it didn't. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. I also saw you perform this year at uh, Dave Chappelle's comedy show. Mm -hmm. And Dave takes everybody's phones. Yeah. And you was really enjoying yourself on stage with, with people having no phones. What, what's, uh -huh. what's the difference? Uh, because people get to live in the moment, mm -hmm. you know, and that that's the whole thing with performing live. You are creating a moment. It used to be where you're creating a moment that will never happen again, ever in time. Right. But now the people are recording it. It's almost like you're now performing to perfect a moment. You, mm, that's you have true. to kind of be all together, every angle, and you know, because you're a lot of people are afraid of being portrayed in the wrong way. You used to be on stage, that's where you're the freest. You didn't have to worry about any of that. This is just, I'm coming to get my out. All right, it's just one night only. So if you mess up, it right. just happened that night, but now it lives on. But you know, I was one of those people that got my phone taken from a, a comedy show. Kevin Hart actually, uh, they took my phone because I was on my phone mm -hmm. during the show. Yeah. And they kicked me out. We well, should follow directions then. I know. You really should. I know. 
But I, I feel like the world needs a rap album from Erica Badu. I feel like you play with it a lot, and I, I, <laughs> I feel like you're about five minutes away from doing it. Well, I, I'm just too busy writing all my baby daddy's rap album. <laughs> so. Do you help them? Because Jay Electronics, sometimes I feel like he needs that little smacking ass to get himself going. That ain't happening, bro. Y- y'all can hang that up. What you mean? The Jay Electronics album is, is not happening. Is never happening? No. Oh. Now, you, 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 uh, you've always embraced your imperfections, though. Yeah. So, yeah, so I don't think that would bother you too much. What, uh, uh, performing live? Yeah. Well, I'm just speaking for the whole. You know, gotcha. You asked me what I enjoy about performing live, mm-hmm. uninhibited, with no cameras. Mm-hmm. It's just a freer, I mean, everybody's freer. Everybody's watching, and they're in the moment now. They're not watching me through a box. They're watching me through their eyes. But I, I loved you when you did the, the 40 challenge as well. Yeah. That was dope. I was supposed, Michael Blackson was at my house. We were supposed to be writing for Soul Train. Mm-hmm. But I saw the Footer Challenge. A friend of mine <laughs> named Yas came downstairs and said, look at this. It was hilarious. I was like, let's do this now. So we went to our corners. Ding, ding. Uh-huh. Wrote our parts. This recording. I got, into a slight de- I got into a slight debate with this guy uh, at a, on a panel in Chicago because... Uh-huh. He, for whatever reason, he was upset that you did. He was like, Erica Badu, did the 40 challenge. She oh, because I'm his spiritual. Erica Badu. Okay. Because, mm. yeah. you know, people have their Erica Badu, their version of Erica Badu, what I'm supposed to do, supposed to think, supposed to say, you know, supposed to write, how I'm supposed to eat, you know. It's their version. I think that's, a, that's unfortunate. And why can't a spiritual person like sex? Why can't a righteous person like sex? Well, sex is very spiritual. Yeah. Isn't it? We are we are sexual beings. What motivates Erica Badu? What motivates me? Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing people succeed, like mm, seeing really? people, yeah. Because you don't really see that now. People are usually hateful for people who succeed. Well, I mean, that's I guess that's how we were. You know, this capitalist country we're in, or world. That's how people see things. I like seeing people succeed. It makes me, I don't know, feel good, and it motivates me to do something, you know, to bring forth something, to birth something. When's the last time you were motivated like that? Something that you seen that was like, wow, I want to go harder on something. For the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> was, was you motivated for the or just to, to do music? For both. Okay. For both. <laughs> you, you really embraced the social media era. Like, how do you keep that from, like, just messing up your aura, your chakra, so to speak? Because it bothers my vibe sometimes. I ain't going to lie to you. It depends on kind of what mood you're in, mm-hmm. but, you know. If I'm in a certain mood, I'm not going to be messing with that anyway. But I got time to to tell jokes and clap back and be funny and fresh. And it's funny to me. You know, it's hilarious. It's a chance to practice my material to, (laughs) you know, put fools in their place, Mm -hmm. you know, and all that kind of stuff. But there's always a DM. If I go too hard on somebody, Mm -hmm. I always DM them and make sure that they're okay. Really? Do you? Yes, every time. And we're friends after that. Really? Like, yeah. even just people that, like... Just, Trolling? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because those people, some of them are 15 years old, 16 years old. Some of them are 40 and sad. So you have to kind of... Are you okay? You all right? You do that for real? Like, help them up? Like, yeah, I'm a football yeah, player. Yeah, that's real. You know, you hit somebody hard, you want to help them up. Knock I don't want to kill you. I just want to make an example out of you. I just <laughs> want to embarrass you in front of the class. That's real. And you never know what somebody's going through. They probably just feel a lot of negative energy, so they're giving it to you. So sometimes the best thing to do is just tell them, hey, brother, you'll be all right. Hey, sister, you'll be all right. I say that in DM if, you know, I do, you know, do them too dirty, mm-hmm. you know, in public. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes I might do it right there. 
Like, I understand. We we understand. What what, is, what do you really need? What right. do you need? You know? So it's good. I mean, because people always... I, the worst people that that I like, I hate, and I don't really hate, it's just a figure of speech. But the shit I don't like the most on social is people saying, you don't got to <laughs> respond to that. You bigger than that. You don't got to do, you mm-hmm. ain't got to explain. Look, you mm-hmm. don't tell me what I got to <laughs> Right. Do, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's almost like shaming you for, you know, being a human being. All right, we got more with Erica Badu when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody is DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Erica Badu's in the building. Charlemagne? No, what makes you feel more sensitive? Comments on social media or comments about your music? Because you told us a long time ago you were an artist and you're sensitive about your <laughs> Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, comments about my musical. I don't know. I don't feel sensitive about either one. It just, I feel sensitive about everything, you know, when I'm PMSing, you know, when I'm in a certain mood. Mm-hmm. But then, other than that, I don't be sensitive about anything at all. I'm I'm the tin man. I'm desensitized. No yeah. heart. I ain't got no heart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Savage. believe that, Miss Purdue. You seem like a very are you seem like a person that speaks from the heart. That's what you're supposed to believe. Mm. Damn, he. We was having a conversation in here about who. Who, who was we talking about? We was like, who's the most savage? Erica Badu, Rihanna. <laughs> it was somebody else we put on that list. Wow, Amber wow. Rose. NBA. Was like, and when you say the most savage, what do you mean? Like in a good way. Like, you know, who's reached... But we actually have you at the top. So who's reached that Erica Badu <laughs> level? Is, is, has Rihanna? Has Amber? Of savageness. Yeah, yeah. savageness. <laughs> do you admire any of them for how they move? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, am yeah, a yeah. Rihanna fan. Yeah. I am an Amber Rose fan. And I think they are beautiful human beings, people who follow their own drumbeat mm-hmm. and, you know, are not really affected outwardly by what we think or say. Right. Yeah, because you like one of those alpha women who you do men the way men historically have done women. Do I? Yeah. Mm. It's interesting. I wonder why. <laughs> you wonder why you think so? You wonder why you do it. Both. <laughs> I wonder why I do that. I mean, if that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't know. We never thought about it. Mm-mm. No, that's the 10 man. No. <laughs> I don't have time to think about that. There you go. Now, the photos you posted with your daughter were amazing, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all out here looking like sisters. I like her a lot. That was from what, Vogue, Mexico? Was, yeah, Mexican Vogue. Mm-hmm. You said you like her a lot? Yes. I would, hope so. <laughs> I would hope you love her a lot. I mean, she's just really cool. She's all right. Yeah. <laughs> awesome person. I often wonder what it would be like to have Erica Badu as a mother. Are you tough? Are you easygoing? Uh, friends. friends. I, you don't I, seem like a tough mom, like a very, do this or do that. It feels like you're very friendly. We don't have no rules. It's just do what I say. Mm. That's, that's you you don't have goes. to think the way I think. You don't have to dress what I, the way I tell you. You don't have to do any of that. You know, I'm going to guide you in the right direction. You know, I don't want to possess you, mm-hmm. but I do want to protect you. Correct. You know, so all of them, they're all six or seven years apart. So they are very good friends and they care for one another. Y'all stick together. This is the world. This is all we got. And you got to use your sh- to do the best you can inside of it. And, and what about your exes? Do you, you still have great relationships with your exes? And do you care if they move on or when they move on? 
Um, and no jealousy I guess at all. I'll give you an example of that. Uh, Puma's dad has two boys and a new wife. I was the doula for her. Wow. Really? You the, the babies. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, anybody, Andre Dace is really cool. We're, we're cool. Jay Electronica and anybody he dates. I mean, we're good. I mean, it's, we're friends. We were friends first, you know. You are really the team. But see, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. <laughs> nope, they, they never talk bad about Miss Badu. Never. And they all still the scene be in love with you in some way, shape, or form. I'm home. in love with them, too. I mean, we're, I admire them. I think they're amazing people. You know, and yeah, I still continue to learn from them, mm -hmm. and they trust my judgment. You know, so how was your that's pretty cool. How was your upbringing as a child? Because you just don't become Erica Badu. Like somebody had to instill some of these values and principles. I in just you. had a cold mama. Mm. You know, she's very honest. Was your mom the same way, as free as you are? Yeah, but from her era. So she was born in the fifties. So it's a whole different kind of thing. I've, but your era is kind of, you, you, the way you are is kind of, it reminds me of kind of like a, a 50s, 60s, 70s hippies era. Like, just free and I'm going to do it at the fuck I want. Yeah, but hers wasn't as free, you know, because having a 50s mother, mm -hmm. you know, they were really strict and, you know, very sensitive about the family and privacy and, mm -hmm. you know, your girl does this and the guy visits <laughs> and you have to sit on the porch in court. And, so she's from that era. Mm -hmm. but she was a rebel from that era. She didn't really believe in those kinds of things. She thought people could do what they want. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as gay. There's people, there's just humans who mm -hmm. feel the way they want to feel. There's These are labels, you know. And she's teaching me all these things at a very young age. It's hard not to see the world as flawed sometimes, gotcha. the thinking. So she was just, a millennial in the 50s, basically. Yeah, and I was an improvement on her design. Mm -hmm. and my daughter's an improvement on my design. What do you think about music now with, with all the drug talks? We've seen Little Pete pass away a, yeah. a day ago over, over an overdose. How do you feel about all the, the drug references in music? And it, seem, it seems like they're encouraging kids to use drugs. That's what it seemed like? I think so. I think it's the culture. I think it's where we are. Because hip-hop is the people. Mm -hmm. Hip-hop goes whatever the people go. It grows how the people grow. And that's just where they are. So they're just broadcasting the news. I don't think they're trying to encourage each other to do anything. Well, it does happen, mm -hmm. you know, when you don't have someone to kind of guide you along. But I don't think it's an artist's responsibility to do anything but be honest. Mm. You know, that's, that's the responsibility of an artist. Unless you take on that task of being a teacher or being a mentor or being a healer or whatever, you know title you want to take on but it's not your responsibility to do that and I don't think anybody should be blamed for anybody's behavior it's where we are it's who they are and with all the drugs and stuff I, that's only a reflection of where we are we're in a state of mental illness right. period that's where we are the whole world needs some kind of coping mechanism the whole world needs some kind of uh, relief some kind of, you know, numbing thing. Because we sad, we sick, we sad. Right. Everybody in here is depressed in this room. Everybody. And what we're trying to do is cope in some kind of way, whether that's with a mate or with some kind of drug or alcohol, health food or whatever it is you're using. Mm -hmm. We're trying to cope with it because the energy is just kind of low. The how vibration get, is low. How do we get it back up? How do we get that energy on a feeling where... 
people feel better about themselves. I think I think what you said earlier, uh, me, I, 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 my vibration gets higher when I help other people. Me too. Right. Service. Mm-hmm. It's service. You know, that's why I do the extra service. You know, because I'm, I'm blessed with opportunities that other people do not have. Mm-hmm. You know, and I used to live with a lot of guilt as a result. What do you mean? Well, just coming from where I come from, and I got a new Benz, and I'm driving through, and then my partners don't have it. You know, it's I was living with a lot of guilt. I know instead exactly of what you're being, talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead of being grateful, or I was grateful, but still enjoying. I couldn't enjoy the moments because I was, as an empath, I'm concerned about the walking. So it was, and I feel responsible that they may need something else, and I may not be able to provide it. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I was the designated driver of my my crew of my my family even and I lived with that and when I released that part I started to actually really live alright well let's get into an Erica Badu mini mix keep it locked it's the Breakfast Club good morning Erica Badu mini mix morning everybody it's DJ NV Angela Yee Charlamagne the guy we are the Breakfast Club now we had Big Crit up here and I was talking to him about that because he got a song called The Price of Fame that basically just addresses that whole anxiety you Mm. you feel of I guess love him yeah, oh, he's amazing. But, you know, I'm from a small town. He's from a small town. So you come from these places where you might be the person that really, really achieved things. You know? Out. Mm-hmm. And so you feel a, a sense of guilt. And you feel like what well, they make you feel like nothing you do is ever enough. Mm-mm. So that makes you feel worse. Yeah, individually. And it's kind of like group chanting you down. They don't know they're doing it. Because each person thinks their burden is the heaviest. So... They don't know that someone just called and said the same thing because it's around the first and fifteenth. Yes, yeah, yeah. You go in the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Yes, holiday sir. season. Yes, ma'am. You know, so it's kind of, but they do need it, and you you understand. Mm-hmm. But once you kind of realize, because I don't have no rules, because there's certain people that call and want that I'd be like, nah, I ain't never, I ain't never. Right. But instead of having rules, it I just go by the moment. If I feel good about it, I will. If I don't, nah, I don't feel too comfortable with that. And that's and you got to be comfortable yeah. in telling somebody no. No, exactly. I love Oprah's Super Soul podcast. She was just talking about this. She was yeah. saying that her life got better when she just learned she was okay telling people no. Sorry. I'm not. But no, and you don't have to have a reason. You just, you just uh-uh. didn't feel it. No, I don't feel comfortable about it right now. And no, no explanation. I think people respect you as a result. You know, if that's what you're looking for too. Right. You know, if you're looking for the respect from your peers and family members, and or you're someone who complains that they don't respect me, but they respect my money, because well, your money's bigger than you right now. Mm. I heard you took a knee at the Soul Train Awards too. Yeah. So are you boycotting the NFL? Um, I'm not boycotting the NFL because I don't think that's what taking a knee is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think taking a knee is about look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Don't scan across us. Don't look past us. Look at us. We've we're we've been hurting. We've we've been treated unfairly. Look at us is what it's about. And it's more important to sell ads than to look at us. It's more important to pass bills than to look at us. Mm. Look at us. We're here. We're human beings. We're real things. People. You know. Absolutely. It would it be hard not to watch these great Dallas Cowboys? I mean, they're not great this year. They okay. Mm, hard not to watch them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in general. Like if 
Like if you so had I, mean, I haven't watched TV in a very long time. Really? Mm-hmm. No, you made it seem like you knew she was a cowboy fan or something. I am. She is. Oh, what you talking about? But I just haven't watched TV in oh. a long time. I'm sorry for you. Well, I didn't know that. Why no TV? Because they tell lies to your vision? No, nah, I'm not no conspiracy theorist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just haven't had time. She's not interested this season in TV. Cowboys is whack this season anyway, so I don't worry about it. Even though I haven't watched TV, you're not allowed to say that around me. <laughs> <laughs> November 26th, you're hosting the Soul Chain Awards, 8 p.m. What should the people expect? They can expect whatever they want. Okay. No expectation. No, no expectation. Yeah. I, it's, you know, it's different every year. I've had an opportunity to kind of learn, you know, how it works mm-hmm. politically and what needs to happen. And I have managed to implement my ideas inside of that. Okay. And the Soul Cipher is always amazing to me. That's one of the most fun things that we do. Um, it's gonna be really good this year. Okay. Um, what, what do you what, what What do you think uh, God has been putting on your spirit lately to to give to people through your art? I don't know. Uh, give to people. Too soon to say. I haven't really gotten any inclination to do anything particular for people. Mm-hmm. I just try to do the right every time. All right. I get maybe it's that you know to kind of stay on course and discriminate not between people things, but between which thoughts actually mm-hmm. evolves enough to even get out of my mind. Mm. Yeah. All right. Last question. I love talking to Erica Badu. Man. I love talking to you too, <laughs> Charlemagne. Would you, would Erica Badu ever get married? Would you, would you want to get married? Yeah, I always want to. Mm-hmm. You know, it just doesn't always work out that way. All right. Well, there and you have. And it. it seems like it's probably you. You like, not like not a bad way, but you're the one. Like, nah, it's I'm not. Tinder over there, Erica Badu. I think it might be. <laughs> the Soul Train Awards, <laughs> November 26th at 8 p.m. Make sure you tune in, and thank you for joining and, us. Yeah, and thank you for being yeah. so nice to my wife when you met her, man, because she uh, loves awesome. you. She grew up on your music. She couldn't wait to meet you. Yeah, it's all good. Thank you all for being so nice to All me. right. It's Appreciate The Breakfast it. Club. It's Miss Erica Badu. Dallas. Giants. <laughs> <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Uh, Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Talim Kweli. What's up? What's up? What's up? Peace, my brother. How are Peace. you? How you feeling, Charlemagne? I have to say, man, I was really, really frustrated, hurt, angry to see when you got suspended on Twitter. <laughs> are you still suspended? I didn't get suspended. Oh, okay. You I got suspended. locked. You got locked, you got locked, locked out. Yeah. I, got, I got suspended once last year, mm-hmm. um, and then... I contacted Twitter and it turns out they was wrong and they apologized and they brought me back. Okay. But I got locked um, for, there was a lawyer who was threatening me, like a racist, proud boy lawyer, making v- very violent threats, calling people the F word, calling people the N word. Posted a noose? Yeah, posted a picture of a noose, said he was going to lynch people, kill people's mm. babies and stuff like that. So he's a lawyer on, he had his address on a website called findalawyer.com, which is run by the Texas State Bar. Mm-hmm. So um, fans of mine have sent me this information, so I posted it. And Twitter locked my account until I deleted that tweet where I posted his business address. Mm. But for me, I'm like, you know, we've heard stories about airlines, about certain corporations that are racist. And I feel like if you have your business address out there right. and you're threatening people, like, that's fair game. You get disbarred you know? for that. You think, you think CoinTelPro exists on social media? Um, Absolutely. It Cause, must. Because I'd be wondering how much of these people are actually real. 
Um, I think for the most part, I think that the whole bots thing and the whole, you know, there's a lot of that. You know, a there's a lot of, of there's a lot of fake right. accounts and there's a lot of uh, corporations and governments that are paying for fake accounts. But real people get fooled by this stuff. Mm. And then real people come out like that guy tweets like uh, he's a bot, but he's mm. a real person. Really? You know what I'm saying? Like okay. he, he really exists. I've seen pictures. He's made YouTube videos about me. I've seen pictures. He's a duck hunter. You know what I'm saying? Should, that's real talk. Go yeah, to his Instagram. He got pictures of dead ducks all over his Instagram. Um, but yeah, I think that um, I think being knowledgeable, understanding that yes, there are bots who are putting out fake news, mm-hmm. and there are trolls who are just paid to do it. But real people are fooled by this, and right. I feel like Donald Trump. You know, he retweeted neo-Nazi. Uh, bots and real neo-Nazis 75 times on the campaign trail. So the idea that online bigotry or trolls just ignore the trolls, I don't think that's something that, that is real. And in 2017, when everything is is existing online. When did you start going back at people? Because, you know, this uh, has been way. a bunch of... Uh, a, day a bunch one. Of, yeah. <laughs> you spend a lot of time well, battling trolls you on social media. Every day one. Yeah, why, like, why, though? Like, why? Oh, well, you know, for the reasons I just laid out. I mean, you know, you know, we all come from the same place, the same seed when it comes to this hip-hop thing. And, and I grew up you know, in the God body era. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like building and destroying and they use on the street corners. You had to show and prove. You had to be right and exact. And if you wasn't, you would get broken down by the gods. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the idea that the idea that you should let a lie live, mm-hmm. that you should let a lie breathe, a lie only gains traction. Bigotry and racism only get stronger when you ignore it. No problem in history has been solved by ignoring it. Is is it for everybody? Nah, some people are shy. Some people don't have the voice or the platform. Some people don't have the information. But I'm not that dude. You know what I'm saying? I have the training. I have the information. I have the platform. If I'm not going to speak out against bigotry, nobody. Have you ever changed anybody's mind or changed anybody's bigoted thoughts? And um, Yeah, I, all the time people hit me and tell me I'm sorry. I get accounts that were suspended and come back and apologize to me. It doesn't happen often, but it happens a lot. But... I don't do it to change their mind. Mm-hmm. I'm not concerned about the soul of a racist. I'm not on it to convince somebody or change their mind. I, I look at it like they're a canvas and I paint my truth on it. I use them as a platform to speak to my people. Mm-hmm. I got over a million people following me. So when I go back and forth with a racist or a bigot, it's not for his sake. It's for the sake of everybody reading it. Because if you notice, I always post links to information. I always mm-hmm. post links to articles. I post links to my bookstore where we sell Charlemagne the God book. Right. Hey, you know thank you, know? you, sir. I need you to sign these, too. I got I you, my brother. Them, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> thank you. Um, but that's what it is. I use it to draw traffic to what I'm doing and to, to spread information. What do you think about Meek Mill being sent to prison for two to four years? Um, I'm just catching up on some of the some of the stuff they're saying about the judge, and, and people are saying that the judge had a vendetta against him. Either way, you know, violation of probation, riding a dirt bike, for the, it was, I, what I'm understanding, it wasn't recommended that he gets jail time. Right, the They're DA didn't recommend it, yeah, said, and now yeah. they did his probation for, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I really like how the community is supporting Meek Mill on this. I like that the community is coming coming together from Jay-Z to, to Kevin Hart. Like, everybody is sort of um, making a big deal out of it, and I think we need to do that more. Do you think the whole parole system needs to be overhauled just as far as mm-hmm. how they put people on parole or on probation for years and years and years and then just any small thing is violating your probation. But we're forgetting the fact that Meek was on probation for 11 years but the reason he kept getting more years is because he was violating by failing Mm -hmm. drug tests and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I agree he shouldn't have got two and a half to four years but it's Mm -hmm. still personal accountability got to go into place. Oh yeah, I mean absolutely if you're a grown ass man you're supposed to act accordingly especially if you know the consequences or you could just not care and know the consequences. That's true too. You know, but um, (laughs) you know, that's we, you know, we all have different paths and Meek is somebody who came from what I understand straight from the hood to fame, you know, and that could be tough on a young person. Right. Because mm-hmm. I feel like there's more effective ways to do things like commu- 
you know, hundreds of hours of community service mm-hmm. and making people do certain things in the community. And I think that creates a lot of change in how a person thinks right. and views the world and how other pe- it can help other people also. Right. I've also heard, you know, from I, I was reading some uh, some some people in Philly um, talking about how if they was in the same position as Meek Mill, they would have been locked up a long time ago, too. So there's also that celebrity privilege mm. that's, that's at play as, at, 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 as well, too. Mm-hmm. Now you got the album coming out. Yeah, um, I forget which album I'm on right now, but why yeah. radio silence? That's not, that's not you at all. You're never quiet. I'm never quiet. <laughs> 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 but it's radio silence because you know, the the industry, the music, the radio has been a huge part of hip hop. It's a huge mm-hmm. part of our culture from LL Cool J to now to the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. The radio is where people have, are. It's a driving force in the culture. It's where people get the information. But for the type of hip hop I do, where, where how hip hop has been fractured in the, in the industry. I may not get the radio looks and the radio love. So whether the radio is cracking for me or not, whether the radio is silent or not, my career is what it is, and my career is going to be fine. I, I like the fact people still care about radio, but is radio still the end-all, be-all for Well, us? I mean, you know, I'm here on The Breakfast Club. I mean, a lot of people in the hip-hop generation, The Breakfast Club is where people get their information on the topics, on the artists, and everything like that. So for... In that aspect, radio is still important. Mm-hmm. But for me, as an artist, there's so much, you know, cable to serious to every. There's so many other ways the internet that people could get my music. Streaming. I can't. I don't have to depend on having a single on the radio. Right. When Black Star first came out, if you didn't get on the radio, if your record wasn't added, if you mm-hmm. weren't on BET or MTV, you might as well give up. Mm-hmm. No one, no one cared about what you had to say. People looked at you like, oh, that's underground. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Now all you got to do is just put the music out. Yeah, people more excited about artists they discover on SoundCloud than they are about artists that the radio's pushing. Do you ever, do you and most ever ever talk about resurrecting Blackstar? Because most of mm-hmm. seem like he's back active a little bit. Yeah, he's in the swing of things right now. I think he's in New York right now. Um, Yasin Bey. Yeah, Yasin Bey. Um, we've been doing some Blackstar shows. I think a Blackstar album is possible and plausible. You know, we, we have a series of songs that we recorded and, and no one's heard. But, um, you know, I don't know if it's going to happen. Somebody told me y'all did an album with Manny Fresh. He did. Most of the album. Most of the whole album, Manny Fresh. This I've only a, heard like two songs. How long ago was, was this recently? This years ago, like years 10 ago. years ago. But it's, that seemed like such an odd combination, but I know I know Manny's like a real music guy. He is. Mm-hmm. Manny comes to my shows when I'm in the town. Mm-hmm. Most spent a lot of times in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Like right after Katrina, mm-hmm. he went and bought some some property down there, and he was down there wearing the suits and, and, and doing the preservation hall with the jazz band. Like he really likes that preservation hall, jazz band, New Orleans, classic jazz sound. So he spent the time down there, and he got he formed a relationship with Manny Fresh and you know I'd like to hear that project you know what I'm saying I heard I feel it's like, incredible I, I feel like I haven't heard it yet you know I feel like that would be incredible and you work with the producers who the culture doesn't seem to appreciate like they should like High Tech and Ninth Wonder yeah did you hear Rhapsody's album yeah I did man oh, shout out to God. Rhapsody she's she's a wonderful wonderful MC mm-hmm. you know that's family alright All right. well there you have it it's Talib Kweli it's the Breakfast Club good morning safety I was born a donkey it's the donkey of the day <laughs> That's pretty fun. Charlemagne the devil? Possibly. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Donkey today goes before young men from Mississippi identified as Levante Ellington. Travis Baker, Maurice Robertson, and Jaquez Williams. Let the record show that if you type Levante and Jaquez into your laptop, the red squiggly underline immediately appears beneath their names. That has nothing to do with this story, just an observation I wanted to make. Now, these four young men are inmates at the Holmes Humphreys County Correctional Facility in Lexington, Mississippi. But for a brief moment in time last week, they weren't inmates. The reason they weren't inmates in this correctional facility last week was because 
They escaped, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, all four of these individuals escaped from the Holmes Humphreys County Correctional Facility in Mississippi. Now, I've been to the county jail several times. Uh, salute to the Berkeley County Detention Center in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Salute to the Bergen County Detention Center in Forley, New Jersey. And salute to some jail I was locked up locked up in when I got arrested for driving under suspension once in New York. I don't remember the name, but the point I'm trying to make is when you're in the county, that's not like a final destination, okay? You can be sitting in the county waiting to go to court or you can be in the county for some hours, some days, a weekend, some months, but you're probably about to get a bond in the county. So what would make someone, actually four individuals, break out of a county jail? Well, let's go to WBLT-TV for the report, please. Travis Baker, Levante Ellington, and Maurice Robertson let it be known Tuesday that they were not happy to see our cameras. The police said last week the inmates, along with Jaquez Williams, allegedly escaped their cell, jumped the fence of this jail, and then walked less than a mile to this Dollar General. They stole cigarettes, cigarette lighters, cell phones, and that's items that they feel like that they can sell in jail. After grabbing the items out of the store, the chief says instead of them making a run for it, they snuck back in jail unnoticed. Jaquez Williams even bonded out for another charge. <laughs> Levante Ellington, uh, Travis Baker, Maurice Robertson, and Jaquez Williams broke out of the county jail in order to break into a Dollar General, then broke back in the county jail to sell the cigarettes, cigarette lighters, and phones they stole from Dollar General. Those are hustlers. I had no idea Dollar General sells cell phones. I think I may have noticed once or twice when I was in there, but never really paid much attention because why would I? Jaquez Williams even bonded out for another charge before authorities figured out what had happened. So, Jaquez, you broke out of the county jail, even though you were soon to get a bond. You know, there's no need to focus on why these four individuals are getting a hee-haw. Some donkey today's just sell themselves. I personally think this is an opportunity to play one of my favorite games. Guess what race it is! We have our lovely interns about to walk in the room to uh, participate in this lovely game. We have Stella. Good morning, Stella. We have Brandon and a new intern. What's your name again? Kendra. Drop one of clues bombs for our uh, lovely interns. Now, uh, Angela will be participating as well and our board up in Measy. While playing this game, please remember, bigotry and black are two different categories. And in the matter of race-related crimes, crack ass, crack and white are two different categories. Let's play the news clip again. Put the headphones on so y'all can hear the news clip, guys. Travis Baker, Levante Ellington, and Maurice Robertson let it be known Tuesday that they were not happy to see our cameras. The police said last week the inmates, along with Jaquez Williams, allegedly escaped their cell, jumped the fence of this jail and then walked less than a mile to this Dollar General. They stole cigarettes, cigarette lighters, cell phones, and that's items that they feel like that they can sell in jail. After grabbing the items out of the store, the chief says instead of them making a run for it, they snuck back in jail unnoticed. Jaquez Williams even bonded out for another charge. All right, let's go around the room. Emmy's we'll start with you. Guess what race it is? Uh, I would guess that it, he would be uh, black because, I mean, he's coming from jail. So it's more than sure. one person, though. He, they're black. Damn, <laughs> they're damn, black. damn. Just because they're coming from jail. They had... Odds are black. Jesus well, Christ. Yeah, a lot more black oh people God. get arrested and locked up. That is true. Um, Angela Yee. Was... My real question is who worked in this jail? That is true, they allow people to escape no, and that, then that sneak back in. That unnoticed. is true. What <laughs> That's the real question. <laughs> yes. Well, that is true. Now, Unfortunately, I am going to have to agree and say they were black just because <sighs> Jacquez sings a song called Bed that I really like. 
and he's black. Just remember. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> just, I just wanted to remember black and nigger are two Wait, different maybe categories. He's not black. Okay, Stella, who What's you he got? Look like? I'm, I'm going to have to go with black. This and is I'm wrong. hoping that it was a dare of some sort because that's the only thing I could think of that makes sense. This is terrible. To leave and come back. Kendra, what's, t- tell me, Kendra, what, what you got, Kendra? I would say white. There you go, Kendra. Now, why do you say white? Brother, Kendra, damn it. Crack white ass, people are mischievous. White people are mischievous. Oh my God! There you go, Ken. <laughs> I've never word, used the word mischievous in my life, but I'm going to start using it. Brandon, who you got, Brandon? It would it would break my heart if these people were black. So I'm going to say white also. There you go, Brandon. Just for the cause. And why do you say white? Just because for the culture. For the culture, damn it. Okay. <laughs> now. In the case of Levante Ellington, Travis Baker, Maurice Robinson, and Jaquez Williams. Levante. Their race is... Negro. And powerful <laughs> nigger tree at work. This ain't got nothing to do with black. This is nigger tree, okay? There's no white person right. named Levante. <laughs> <laughs> I'm embarrassed, all right? <laughs> One thing's for sure, two things for certain. Niggs go nigg. Please give Levante Ellington, Travis Baker, Maurice Robinson, and Jaquez Williams the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons, please. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. I told y'all, nigger tree and black are two different categories. Crack ass, crack and white are two different categories. Okay, just remember that next time we play, guys. Okay, scurry along, interns. Thank you very much. <laughs> appreciate right. you. Don't right. you guys go being mischievous. You guys were great. All right? <laughs> really appreciate you guys and guys were great. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. First of all, let's start with director Melvin Childs. He's the director of a play called Thugs and the Women Who Love Them. <laughs> and it looks like the two stars of his play is an unlikely tag team, or maybe not as unlikely as yeah, people may seem. <laughs> Boosie Badass and Ray J. Yeah. How the hell did this happen? Uh, this is the play. If the play brought us all together, you know what I mean? And it, it's kind of like taking us, our, you know, pushing our talent as far as acting as far as being on point you know what i'm saying you can't stop you can't start like so we've been literally for like the past two and a half weeks zoning out me boosie k michelle it's a few other people too jamal Boy, there's a lot of felonies in this play the play is so uncut though like you know how you hear play you, you like all right a play is a play you think broadway you think musical it's got those elements but it's uncut like it's raw like the language the nudity the violence like it's all but you guys are naked in it i mean i can't really you got to come see the play <laughs> but it's Boosie's definitely, definitely naked i can tell by the way it got all those elements to it the play is really dope it's put together really dope with these crazy yeah i like the play you know i, I like the cast you know we have fun uh it's my first time being in the play. I didn't even know they had an intermission. <laughs> you just thought they'd go all the way through? Everybody was walking. I was, I was backstage and everybody was walking. I said, everybody leaving. I said, what they doing? They said, boo, they got an intermission. So I learned about the intermission, but I, I like to play overall, you know, and uh, hopefully they do it too. Part two, so you know I get some more money. Does this mean? Does this make you want to go see plays now that you're in one? Yeah, yeah, cause, cause, 
I ain't been able to see it myself, but I'm, I, I almost know the play from hearing it. Mm -hmm. And all my family who watching the play, they they love it. They like, they ain't never seen no play like this because, you know, it's it's written well, you know. Mm -hmm. and got some nice nice singing in there, nice acting in there. So, yeah, everybody need to come check it out. I go to plays all the time. I love plays, man. I, I'm just wondering what made you want to do a play, Boosie, because it's very time-consuming. With the rehearsals and all of that, you be on the road doing shows. Like, what made you want to slow down and say, I'm going to jump in this play? Uh, really, I just got an offer. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, I was I was subject about taking the offer if I couldn't eat on top of it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the plays be over at, like, 10 o'clock. After party. You know, after party. You, you know, go. I can hustle these cities. And, you know, this for sh easy money. Right. Know? It, it ain't easy because them two days, right. when we had them two shows back to back, like four shows in two days, that wet me out. That take me down. But, you know, it, 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 it's better than being at them dangerous clubs. Absolutely. And, and yeah. stuff like that, you know. Now, Melvin, what made you approach Boosie and Ray J? Well, and just you know, whoever you can, Life Jennings. Well, you know, my, my background started with working with Tyler, and I've seen those those type of plays over the last 20 years kind of not really evolve. It's, it's always been the same kind of old storylines been just changed up and... And put back and bring out. all the old people out. Yeah, so yeah. I, I wanted to do something different, like like they're totally different. So you know, if you come come out and see this show, you're gonna see that like this ain't like no stage play that's ever been done before. You know, from the language to like Ray J said, you know, we we didn't. It's no holes bar with this one. But what yeah. made you say you sitting in a room somewhere and you like you know who would be good for this role? <laughs> Boosie badass. You know who would be good crazy. for this role? It's Ray crazy. J. It's crazy. Like what? I, I man, sitting up in my living room, so I'm saying, okay, this guy looks like Boosie. You know, and then you know, like like one of the characters, I guess, is supposed to be a little younger character than the than this than the female that he's pursuing, and so I needed somebody that's a little hyper and a little bit energetic and and kind of has that young persona, but still old enough to be able to pull the role off. And so I came up with Ray J, and mm -hmm. I pursued him, and then went after him, and and they all agreed. I mean, you know, it's just God, you know what I mean? So, and I think at the end of the day, as far as theater is concerned, it gives us a choice as far as black folks are concerned. Um, as it relates to to, to, to things that, that entertainment choices as far as theater and black folks together, you know, so I think it's a good thing. Now, this play is also based on Wahida Clark's book, so... Well, it, it's inspired, inspired by, by... It's inspired by Wahida. It's, it, you know, originally, you know, we had came up to an agreement to, to, to do it based on the book and and those communications just kind of went sour, so we had to do something a little bit different. Okay. So, so it's kind of like the book, but not necessarily like the book. Not enough to get sued. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's enough to get sued. But uh, <laughs> anybody can sue anybody at any given time. You know what I mean? So I ain't worried about that. But but it, but it, but it's very different. We like to think it's a it's it's a lot different than the book. Women do love thugs, though. Yeah. What yeah. is that? What is that about thugs and the women who love them? What that? What's that mean? Well, it's a story about four girls, and all these four all these girls are all you know involved in relationships with guys that are dope boys, street dudes. Pimps, you all, you name it. That's the kind of guys that they like because they're attracted to the money. So it's Boosie's you know life, I mean? basically. Boosie's life story. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when I got my role, I say, I did that real life. This ain't You know, I had a conversation on my podcast, and I asked the women in the room, I said, would you rather date a drug dealer or a police officer? And everybody said they'd rather date a drug dealer. Because of the money? I don't know. I, that, I, I, I don't think it was just because of the money. I think... I think it's the intrigue. They, they, they keep their lives interesting. You know, it's a fascination. Boring. Mm. And people don't like cops, too. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, but it's, it's mostly a fascina- fascination with women who want to date thugs and, and things like that. It's just a fascination. It's just what they go through in time. It's like a fantasy. What kind of women date you? Like, you guys both have, like, you know, dated good women. Like, women who are, you know how they say thugs like the good girls? The ones that are, like, the nice, sweet, innocent. You know, I'm a teacher. I'm a doctor, nurse, Yeah, that, that, that gives me that some time, but, you know, I'm just type who just I'm not gonna do right you know, I, 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 I have problems with doing right so you know I don't really want to take it there 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 with that woman because I'm not gonna I'm are you mess working up. on it Boosie? I don't know I was gone five years so I'm still kind of in heat <laughs> <laughs> you still catching up making up for lost time <laughs> I ain't gonna even lie you know like and they, hey, hey, and I've been seeing oh, some, some some of my dudes like my one of my dudes he just got a good woman <laughs> And you know, like I, I like what they, I like, I like when I see them together. I like that. But it don't inspire you. Not really. <laughs> Ray, Ray, you're not giving them no tips, Ray, because Ray, good, Ray, you was out there. I was just telling them it's good on this side, man. It's good over here. But man. it's got to be when you're ready, and I could respect the fact that he said he's not. He doesn't yeah. feel like he wants to do that right. If Ray now. J can settle down, anybody can settle down. Ray J was a hoe, man. Yeah, What's Ray crazy J, is that Ray now that I settled down. Even all my friends, they girls, now that's the time is ticking for them. Especially now that I, you know, I did what I did. You know, it's 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 hard times for the homies. And they, they'd have been waiting long to even get the engagement popping. Boy, they under a whole lot of pressure right mm-hmm. now. Pray for them. All right, we got more with Ray J and Boosie Badass. When we come back, keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Ray J and Boosie Badass in the building. Charlemagne, you got a you got a baby on the way too, right, Ray? I'm still trying, man. Mm. Right. Yeah. Damn, it's not I ain't quiet. got no baby. Quiet. Cause you got I ten of them now. I ain't got <laughs> How quiet did it be? Would you, so- Boosie could give you tips on. It was, it's, okay. What, what? it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's nothing wrong. It's nothing wrong. Yeah. I took my glasses off. His sperm was, like, was low. My my sperm high now. Okay, good. You know, it was also oh, you was having it, it was, was you, you was having fertility I was issues. At like nine million, fam. They had a competition to see whose sperm count was. That's just because I can was do just, that. I just <laughs> was trying to just because I I knew I was low. So I was just trying to have some fun with it. <laughs> How you know your sperm was low? I just, because I, you know what I'm saying? Had a like, feeling. <laughs> I've been trying. I was trying. I'm like, well, some it got to be something. So I accepted it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody walk around. Right, Jay, we praying for you. I'm like, good looking. Hit it from the back. That's how it'll work. Yeah, keep your socks on. Yeah, all kind of stuff. They mean all these notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That I, I got a list of things of how to do it right, and I won't let my wife down. How so did you, you, your, you went to the you doctor? Sperm higher? I went to the sperm. I just yeah, it was on love the and first time uh-huh. I did it, I don't, nothing came out because they had me. You got to go in there by yourself and you can watch tapes or whatever. I tried. Did to you do watch it. your own porn with Kim? Come on. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even get hard. But what happened was so I tried it and some like a little bit came out and I think that's why I got nine million. Then the next time I was one hundred. What do you got to be at in order to be, like, considered you fertile? You be at 9 million, you cool, but... Okay. It's just other low. people had, like, 50 million, 80 million, right. 90 million. I had 10% of that. You know how many you have, Boosie? Uh, I know. It's, well, it's I got, yeah, it drop on your leg. You pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got me, man. I, I, I ain't lying. It's thick and milky, man. <laughs> 
I'm keeping it a hundred, man. Hey, Boosie got some money. Boosie folds Yeah, man. Two of my children I had with pre. <laughs> real shit, for real? And I was the father, 100%. You got the blood test and all that? Yes, I took out Damn. everything. It was mine, bro. And didn't you freeze some of your sperm because you said you want to have 20 Yeah, I'm trying to have 20. I'm just trying to find them. A carrier. Like, I don't really want a carrier. I want a, a wife. I want, the, I want the woman. Not a wifey, but a, a woman who going to A surrogate. Not a surrogate. No, he wants to be somebody he likes. I guess. It won't be somebody. I wanted to be somebody I like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to be somebody I got. I got feelings for, so we could, yeah. you know, we could, we could take a little trip somewhere. Yeah, that's a blessing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I well, love you don't have kids. None of your um, children's mothers right now. You don't like any of them enough to do twins. Yeah, probably my last one. I like my last one. How old is the baby? Um, fifteen months. Oh, okay. I'm ready for another one. Sheesh. And then, Melvin, do you talk to them about these kind of experiences before you start to write? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> but, no, but it's actually been a learning experience for mm -hmm. me, too, working with these guys. I never work with this this much talent in, in one place. You know, I think a lot of people would be surprised as it relates to the acting and the quality of the acting because, you know, it's a crapshoot. You just don't know how well, you know, these guys will be able to act um, theatrically. But... You know, a lot of these guys live what we doing here, especially Boosie, you know, and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. It's, it's they live stories for real. The show is the show is as raw as it gets. So you typecasted so, Boosie, yeah. pretty much. Okay. <laughs> I think it's the idea though, because it does bring a whole different audience into see plays. I remember Jim Jones did a play about his life, mm -hmm. and I went to go see that, and I thought it was really good. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I like the fact that this is bringing, like, we went to go see Mike Tyson's play. Went to see Mike Tyson. I go see plays all the time. I, I done seen Rocky on bro. I've never Christmas seen Tyson. Story. Yeah, it was really good. Mike Tyson was dope. He's in he Vegas now. That shit is real dope. I, I mean, actually take dope. my mom to go see plays. We went to go see Aida. I go see all that stuff. Yeah. 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 You, should, you should see Mike Tyson play, Boosie, because you can relate. But but Mike Tyson got 300 million stole from him. You got 300,000. For real. 300 million, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, for real. He, he had 300 million when he went in, and when he came out, Don King was just taking it all from him. He lost 300 million. 300 million stolen from him. Did you, did you ever get your 300000 back from your brother? Yeah, nah, I ain't get all, I, I'm supposed to be, uh, supposed to be recouping me in a couple weeks or uh, in a month. I just went to talk to some more, some more people. So right now I'm just, just waiting on my bag. Are you and your brother going to be able to piece that up? Because that was no. disappointing. No. Done. I don't, I don't, I'm going to you once, once it's over. It's over. I don't blame you. Family, anything. We discussed that on the radio. I I'm like, like if you way. still, if you, I feel like if somebody still that much money for me, you see me with 300 million, you're going to shoot me in my back. Mm. So what happens now, like family holidays, and I'm sure like with the kids, everybody. Oh, I'm the breadwinner of the family. I call the shot. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want them if at dinner, you know you, if, 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 if I don't like you, they hate you. That's just that's just the way it goes. And when you, when you the breadwinner of a family in the ghetto, you call the shots. If you did that, you wrong. Period. Like that's that's just how I go. Where we from? So you know, I ain't trying to I ain't trying to hurt him or nothing like that. I just kill him with kindness, you know. But mentally, that has to be hard because obviously he's really close. He was really close to you. Right? Yeah, same mama, same daddy. This ain't no uh, stepbrother. Mm. Right. And you trusted him enough to have access to your accounts, clearly. Right, right, right. And you probably would have gave him something, like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I don't, I don't want to get in too too much into it, but it's just a bad situation and it's just a learning experience. Mm -hmm. And we'll get to the bottom of it, you know. There's no place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bank gonna reimburse you and all that? Yeah, they better. Yeah. <laughs>
I just want my money back. You know, I've been trying to get my money back for two years, like. So, you know, I just want my money back. That's all I want. Did he at least apologize? Or... He was well, saying I, the truth's going to come out. I mean, he was saying, he, going, he was going on Instagram saying things like that, but I really just bagged off the situation when, when he got arrested and things like that. Just was, uh, it, was, it, was hurt, it was hurt for me, but, you know, I, I live and I learn. Mm. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now we got some special guests, Ray J, Boosie, Badass, and Melvin Childs in the building. Yee. And you right. guys have your own music in the play? Because I, I read that the artists... Oh, we working on something now. That's why me oh, and Ray yeah. J up. But, you know, we, we got, got the soundtrack, track. too. Mm-hmm. We got the soundtrack. We got the soundtrack. That's why we got him up. And we're going to sit him down. What's going on? because nah, we done made that soundtrack already. <laughs> why, as soon as we finish in the two play, weeks, we, we go right to the studio. So y'all got albums? Y'all got songs together and all that? Yeah. We got a whole like. We just did one. Bring everybody on the. Tell what that one we just did tastes like money. It sure do. <laughs> tastes like money. It sure yeah. tastes like it. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely did. So, old Boozy, you still eating? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I mean, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's part of the same. I'm saying, but you out in, I mean, with the different girls you sleeping with, all the different girls you eat all of them. No, I don't eat all of them. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I yeah. eat some of them. <laughs> I eat Boozy too. Like, yeah, ain't nothing wrong with you. It's part of sex. It's like absolutely. It's like a kiss. So any, any, listen, any label trying to run this run this thugs and the women who love them soundtrack, it's available for one week. And that's it. And then after that, we putting our own money up. Oh, right. Did you know Tierra Marie needed rehab? Who? I be watching her on the show. Uh, that girl. Nah, I didn't know that. Like, bless his tour. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't talk about her, though. My wife, I can't do that. I'm under strict rules. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. right. Talk. Hey, Tierra. I, I love you. <laughs> Boosie Boo- saying what's up. Wifey, I love you. I'm Tierra trying to could carry the, the twins, up. maybe. Uh, she too crazy. That's the crazy one on there. You like crazy oh, women. Oh, no, no, no. I ain't don't do it like too that, Ray. Maybe handle it, though. No, I, 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 won't, I, won't, I like, I, I'm starting to like the, the, the quiet girl, the good girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. all that... Crazy stuff that don't wow with me. I, I want, I want the woman who going Yes. There you go. But all jokes yes, aside, baby. if she if she if she going through something in rehab, she need to get get it together. My prayers go out to her. You know what I mean. And hopefully she get everything together. Cause it's crazy when you when you too lit every day. You know what I'm saying. You gotta put that bottle down sometimes. Just think. You know what I mean. Think. You gotta put that bottle down. Put that blunt down. And just get get your mind right. And you you've know? completely given up drinking. Oh Still. yeah, you're I drinking mean, lean I, right no, now. No, I'm drinking this. This is a purple chamomile tea. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, I don't drink alcohol like that. Boozy, you ever heard when Ray J called up here all high and drunk about six years ago? Come on, don't forget that. You heard that when he called up here talking about seven Rolls Royces? Y'all remember? I was lit. I was lit. Oh, he, oh you know, know Boosie might have been locked up. I was up. locked up. Yeah, Boosie was locked up. I came home in the 14. Yeah, 14. Classy, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. This was like 2011. I whatever I did that night, I never did again, though. Right. That much. That was a lesson learned. That hangover four. That should have been a hangover four. <laughs> <laughs> it was. That should have been. I woke up and I said, did I actually called? I said, no. Hey, let's throw back to that classic Breakfast Club moment with Ray J. When you want to disrespect me and the money team, and we got seven Rolls Royces outside, and we just made 350 racks on the... Don't disrespect me. You're saying Ray J got beat up? I'll shock that nigga in the face, my nigga. That whole team, nigga. I'm going to smack the shit out that bitch. I'm going to try to get Fab now, on the line. Let's get Fab on the line right now. I'll smack the shit out that You can't smack him over the phone, right? But... on the phone. That light nigga. 
and they're going to wake that Pin that over and stick it in that booth. All right. I know your, your Twitter was lit. Man, I hid for a while because I just was so upset with myself because me and Fab had got cool the day before. We had, it was all good. I just got all the way up there and forgot. Well, we thank you for that moment, sir. Thank you, okay. man. Like, don't know, Ray I, J was I should the... get my, I should get ten percent of the Breakfast Club. Well, you didn't negotiate that. I know. <laughs> See, I get 10%. same, same. And you should have got it if ten percent of the Kardashians would. Nope. Hey, I can't speak on that. I'm under, I'm under strict. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My wife, man. Baby, you all right? Well, I love you. I can't wait till Boosie come up here and act the same I, way. I love you. When he finally gets settled down. Baby, you hear me? Y'all might got to find me? a show for me. No, everybody always <laughs> say who who had the better moment, Ray J or Birdman? I'm going to say Ray J. I still think Ray yeah, J. Say Ray but, J. But, but Birdman was visual, though. But here's what's dope about the both situations. Birdman was here to promote music more. Mm. It, all, I, I still it all came around. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You know, so either way. Hey, since y'all working together and you're doing horror stuff, Ray J, we need to do a horror movie based off that story that uh, Boosie said on Instagram one day about the goddamn Coke can oh, in the shower. Yeah. That has been terrifying everybody in this room we since we heard it. that. <laughs> I ain't never you ain't never heard the story about the Coke can in the shower? When you see that Coke can. Nah, I ain't never nah, heard Nah, it's just something about in the penitentiary, like if in the bathroom, if they got a Coke can up. Cocaine up, they taking care of their business. That ain't what you said, And I was just one of the people who came across. Ain't nobody. Well, they ain't even tell me about the cocaine. All by my bed for a whole week, looking at pictures. Ain't never tell me about the cocaine. To be taking. So it's six in the morning, so man, I'm walk, I'm finna go take my insulin shot. I'm walking to the bathroom. Bust my eyes, man. Boosie said. Boosie said he man, walked in the saw Nigga ride. From the back, <laughs> like hold my, get me out of here. Man, I got on the phone with the lawyer, everything. Man, I need a bond, man. You can't get no bond, yo. Man, I need a bond. This ain't the place for me, yo. I gotta keep it real, man. Those were the booty goons. Hey, man, I saw that, man. I was like, man. Can you please, can you please tell him you made up that, that, that verbiage, though? What, the booty goons? Yeah, I didn't make that. You I said I, that. I didn't say that exact word. No, you, you, you I, did, you I, did, I did, you did. I was way more graphic than that. You did, you did, you so did. So can we please say right now? Yeah, right, Angela, you, you made up booty goons. You made up that. I said booty goons. Angela, He you. said, I got yeah. guys who guys and ass. I know some, I don't want to go there no more because I'm a, I'm a change He said he man. knows some. I know some. I was upset. <laughs> so it was in a sodomizing kind of thing. And I, and I no disrespect to the home fam. Like, much love. You didn't do nothing wrong, man. God bless, But bro. Booty Goon sounds nicer than how it you said it. It don't sound right. You got me, everybody thinking I made that word up. I'm like, I don't, I'm way more graphic than that. <laughs> booty Goons? Oh, that's how my subject come up. This is all, yes, this is all a horror movie. movie. Oh, this is a good-ass horror movie. Oh, okay. Angela I was more graphic. Never should have said it. Learned my lesson. Now y'all number one. Yes. I didn't get my cut, but it's okay. Because y'all always nice to me. Yes, so. you would never use that soft verbiage that I use. That's what I'm more, That's more like... Yeah, it's very nice. You should get some t-shirts saying, I made you that. Know, <laughs> that oh, two different conversations going on. Boosie <laughs> <laughs> said, Boosie said, man, you had me on the phone calling my mama. Yeah. You, man, you told your mama what I happened? Say, I said, mom, yeah. You said, that's part of life, son. That's, that's, <laughs> that's part of prison life. That's the big house. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, y'all need to go to the little house, yeah. Hey, the play, when the play start? 
October, October 3rd. Yep. In Oakland, California. It We're in the Bay. We're Where can the they bay. go to get tickets and stuff? Ticketmaster.com, of course. Ticketmaster. So, uh, MelvinChildsPresents.com is the website of mine. That you, can, you can see all the dates that are up on there. And some of the shows on sale, and some of them will be on sale within the next week or so. Soundtrack on the way. Thugs and the women who love them, yo. Thank you to Melvin Childs. Thank you to Boosie Badass. Thank you yeah. to Ray J, man. Y'all go get y'all tickets for this play. It's yeah. The Breakfast Club.